1: Here with my co-host, Haley Chura. Haley, congratulations now that I'm talking to you face-to-face on Zoom, as much face-to-face as we can be these days. And congratulations on Iron Man Coeur d'Alene. I did, have not officially gotten to tell you that um, yet. And super proud of you. It was really fun to get to watch you all day on the live feed. I really enjoyed it and just want to see how your recovery week has been going. Have you been celebrating? Have you been sleeping? Have you been playing a cowboy? What's been the activities on tap?
2: Yeah. All of the above. I, um, I think I, well, I first celebrated, you know, by, we missed you last week recorded with Sharon McNary, who, um, helped me co-host in, in Coeur d'Alene. And still, I look back and I'm like, how did we do that? Because we did it at 7 AM Melissa and like Sharon hadn't, like she had finished later than me and you know she hosted she made the coffee and and wow. had the mics and everything last week so i just had to show up lydia and i just showed up um and i know i was like that's very impressive <laughs> thank you sharon again and um it was fun to chat with her but we did miss you but good to see you again um but then on well, first, I don't know if people heard, and I recorded a little outro, and but I had a couple of people text me asking if Sharon got a Kona slot, and so if you didn't listen to last week's outro, it, uh, yes, she did. Like she did get a Kona slot because we we did record that before the roll down, and I went to the roll down. Sharon got a Kona slot. Woo a Kona, yes. Congratulations, so, Sharon. Yeah, we can look out for her. Um, I also had three athletes take Kona slots, which was big for me as a coach. And it was just, you know, it was a good, good, uh, award ceremony. And then I, I headed home and I got, it's like about, it's like a little over five hours of driving. And I was like making really good time. And my parents were actually here in Bozeman taking care of cowboy. And we had all these plans to like go out to dinner once I arrived and then I got about 20 miles from home, and I got a flat tire on my car. Oh no! And yeah, it was bad too. Like, I oh. mean, luckily I was right before an off ramp. I got off the off ramp, and there was like a, a gas station right there. And it's kind of funny. This is actually like the same off ramp where I went to elementary school, but I like didn't go back there very often. And um, and so I have AAA. So I was like. Going to call AAA and get some help because I cannot change a tire on my own, especially like like less than twenty-four hours after an Ironman. (laughs) And um, I you know was calling or working on the AAA, and then this nice couple actually was like, "Are you okay? Do you need some help?" And I was like, "I do need help." (laughs) And they were actually on their way back from Grandma's marathon, so I know. So it was kind of cool. And then so they didn't weren't as surprised when I opened up the backs to like get um, you know, the the spare out and I have like two bicycles and so much stuff because that was the other thing. So to do a a 7am podcast, um, I ended up packing and then we had 9am awards. Um, I packed in about 20 minutes. (laughs) And so everything had just been shoved in the back of my car. Cause when you're just going home, it's just like, get it all in there. Right. And then it's like, great. Now I get to let these people watch me unpack. All of my mess on the like in this gas station parking lot, but all things considered, it was you know fairly smooth. Help me out. Um, Luckily, I didn't have to drive the freeway. The rest of the way home, there was a back way to take, and so I was able to drive very slowly home. I did miss dinner. My parents just ended up ordering pizza, so she, we had that. So I kind of missed out on the like celebrating a little bit there, but I've been trying to make up for last time. But I still don't have a car because. I had to order a tire. Luckily I didn't have to get four very lucky because I don't drive very much, but, um, I only had to get one, but they did have to order it. And with the holiday, um, the 4th of July holiday, it's taking a little longer, but we have great weather here in Bozeman and I have plenty of bikes. So I have been bike commuting, which is probably good for my recovery, you know, just like that easy movement. Um, but it is, it what? Oh, the one thing I, I still have not picked up my Taylor Swift poster. It was framed and it's done. I got like the notification. Um, Oh, because that was the other thing I didn't get the reason. It, the other reason it's taking so long is that I forgot my road was getting resurfaced the next day and I didn't move my car. So it was like stuck in my driveway, <laughs> it's just been, you know, there's just a lot to ask of me for post Ironman and I have, uh, not responded well. So everything's just taking a little longer. Um, you know, I just didn't quite have it in me to Walk or ride a bike over to get my poster, but it's going to be a very nice um present for me once I do the adult thing and get a new tire and um get my act together.
1: <laughs> I well, I have no excuses for needing to get my act together. Mostly I just feel like balancing PT and getting fit again, <laughs> like getting ready for one water race has been. Like enough for me to balance, so I feel like I'm in a similar headspace to you coming out of post Ironman because I'm in like that kind of overwhelmed, like figuring everything out as training is actually able to start ramping up again. Headspace, but I felt like I was having some really bad luck in the last few weeks, just like random things going wrong or whatever. But Haley, this week, can I tell you, my luck has changed. Oh yeah. So yay. I've had two great things happen in the past two days. So yesterday I was doing an open water swim in the lake right by my house. And I always go to this one, like pull off and just go off this rock and Haley, I went out I pushed off the rock and I looked down and I see money in the lake money cash. Like, like not just a penny, not just a penny. I saw a $10 bill and I was like, Whoa. So I like scoop up the $10 bill. And then I look around and I see another $10 bill, but that one's like at the bottom. And it's like, in a rock hole. And I was like, Oh brother. So, but I was like, I can't just leave the $10 sitting at the bottom of the lake. So I took off my safety buoy and I, Haley, I did like a, a free dive down to the bottom. I wasn't that far. It was probably only like 10 feet, I guess at the most. And stuck my hand in the hole and got the cash. I get, I mean, $20. What if it been I'm a trap
2: and <laughs> something grabbed your hand?
1: Like a barracuda, or a loon was in there. I
2: was like, ha ha. Yeah.
1: Like I'm showing you swimming in a my troll. lake. A troll. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm sure it was like some poor soul who decided to swim in the lake. I know. That's day. the other thing. There's I'm no one like, around. There's no one else around. There was no, oh, there's no do, like some right? child like, that lost no, its ice cream money or no, something. No, 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 no. But if anyone's listening to this and you can tell me where you exactly more about this than if you're looking for your money. But then Haley, this is, I was, Um, Matt and I had to go do some work in the town forest today. Um, cause we're like the chainsaw crew, basically that helps once we do trail work with like the big trees that go down. Right. So we go through, we clean that up and, and help out that way. So we're walking back today and I'm bending over to pick up some trash. And I was like, well, this is not trash. It's a full beer just right here. <laughs> like unopened.
2: Unopened. It- <laughs> okay. Good, unopened. I'm actually thinking, I was like, wow, it was just a beer. And I'm like, would only, only take a couple of sips. <laughs> so I finished it off. <laughs>
1: Um. Wait. Was it a good beer? Was it warm? Did you drink it right then, or did you save it for later? No. it was definitely. It was. It was a good beer. It's like a fancy, like double IPA, like you know, the four pack. It still had the top of like the four pack on it, right? So when they come in four, you know that they're like fancy beer, right? And it is for sure warm because it was sitting outside at least today. Um. And but I don't know. I did put it in the fridge. I think you know. Desperate times, at someday maybe one, of maybe matter. I will go for the the dirt beer, the the beer we found. I feel dirt, like that'd
2: but... be a good post podcast treat. Yeah. Um. Wait. So, I mean, I'm also wondering if this like the same. like, guess it wasn't a child, but the same person who lost their money also like stashed their beer somewhere
1: for like their outdoor adventure, and you stumbled upon it. I mean, anything's possible, but I am taking it as my luck has changed, and that's just good for me, right? how does your knee feel while you're chainsawing, it? Ch- chainsawing? Well, great question. As you can see, probably I'm like fidgeting a lot while we're recording today. And that's because I'm trying to stand. I've created a standing desk. And oh. the thing is, is my knee actually is doing quite well these days. If, as long as I don't sit down, if I sit down, like the whole back chain of like calf to hamstring to glute, like tightens up, And that's when I start to really feel like it's not feeling so great. So the obvious solution here is to just like stand more. And since we have a marathon recording session today, um, I didn't want to be sitting the whole time. So for this first little block of it, I'm trying to stand and I have a slant board and I just put my leg on that and like stretch my calf and it seems to help a lot. So, so that's good. But yeah, I think, um, you know, I am slowly building uh, mileage and I'm doing a lot of, like I'm calling them micro runs. So like short distance runs through the day. I'm not like stringing together tons and tons of mileage, but it's holding up well for like, you know, two miles and take a break, then three miles, take a break, then, you know, three miles again, kind of take a break, Um, which is how swim run is done, right? So I'm not generally going to have to string together any huge long distances in August. So I'm feeling optimistic, we will say, that things are going well, but it is, it was hard last week. I was supposed to be racing the endless mountains adventure race, which was the expedition race, the five day, um, adventure race put on by Rootstock racing and Abby Perkis, who our listeners might remember from an episode or two. And it was hard to like do all the dot watching through the week and see how that race unfolded knowing that like my injury was the reason my team couldn't be out there racing. So womp womp, that was sad, but, um, it is, what it is. And I'm at least glad to be like on a good trajectory for it. So yeah.
2: So you're wait, were you supposed to race this with your one water team or was this one with a different team? They didn't replace you.
1: This was a different team and they asked around, they tried like a lot of different people. And I mean, a five-day race is really hard to on short notice, like get someone who wasn't already racing. Right. To like be available for. So unfortunately it just like yeah, came down to um came down to that but that's okay um it's uh there will be they're putting that race on again in 2025 so I can just start counting down the days.
2: Yeah, no, that'll be really it'll come up quick. I feel like time passes fast. and um I was going to add that I've, you know, I've kind of returned to a little bit of training, but the other day, um, I actually did my first little run back and then I went to the grocery store and I must've had just like a running glow about me because, um, the cashier was like, oh, did you get outside today? And I was like, yeah, I just went for a run. And he was like, oh, how far'd you go? Did you run on roads or on trails? And I was like, I ran for 15 minutes. <laughs> And I just (laughs) left it at that. I think he was a little. I actually said I ran on this like grass gravel trail. He's like, oh, that's like an in town trail. And I was like, I ran 1.9 miles. And I think he was like, okay, good for you. I don't think he was that was what he was expecting. But I was, I didn't preface it with I did an Ironman last weekend. But yeah, I'm sure he looked at you and be like,
1: you look like you could actually go a little further than 1.9 miles if you wanted to. (laughs) And like, why not run too? But I was like, I was done at
2: 1.9. I was actually quite tired. It felt terrible, and wait, did you run 1.9 miles in 15
1: minutes? I think so. Around That's that, fast. That, yeah. I mean, it you didn't were moving for those 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, I was like, yes, yeah, like a little over eight minute pace or something, yeah, and so good. it wasn't terrible, but um, but yeah, I got he. I don't know if he like knew how to respond, but I was like, why doesn't this ever happen when I've done like like an impressive workout? <laughs> but probably because when I go for like a six hour ride. I don't have the energy to go to the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that like, was it. Yeah, definitely. And maybe I don't have a healthy glow about me when I do that. If I could just go for 15 minutes, then I still look really I look like happy and healthy and they're like, "What's she doing?" But maybe that's the secret. 15-minute yeah. runs.
1: 15-minute runs and eye patches. We're onto something here. Yes.
2: Um, I know. Actually, I I I I been needing some eye patches, I feel. But <laughs> no, I was watching the uh US uh women's not women's, I guess men's and women's US Olympics, or not, it's world championship trials, like the national championship. And it was actually my friend Shelly who pointed out, she was like, Wow, they all have like really bad goggle marks. And I oh. guess people wear the goggles really tight when you have to like go off the starting blocks and you're doing those short races. And I guess I must have back then too, but maybe that's the thing. Now I don't wear my goggles as tight, which I don't, and because some days I feel like they like nearly fall off. And I'm like, Oh, I have to tighten them that kind of thing during workouts. Um, cause I also like just let them fog up and I can never see in any of that. I'm just like so lazy about, um, goggles in the morning, but, but I was like, Oh, they need Alyssa's eye patches. <laughs>
1: Maybe I'll write a letter. And, yeah, uh,
2: they they need yeah. that for their like sponsorship for the, the world cham- world championship team, Um, swim team because they are definitely. I mean, but that is you don't want to be that person like Lydia Jacoby. Well, didn't the breaststroker when she, her goggles fell off? At oh yeah, yeah, I think so. It happens, so yeah. worth the goggle marks. There are things that are worth the goggle marks definitely definitely
1: um what else oh I did this this weekend too so one other fun thing that was happening was the um John Kelly so he is a Barkley and fin- a three-time Barkley finisher I guess now I believe um and he was going for the supported- and he raced the pro
2: triathlon for a little- oh yeah and he like for, for one race nope. At least, yeah
1: yeah he was on everyman jack um as an amateur and I probably for that pro race too um and he was going for the supported fastest known time um, on Vermont's Long Trail. So he started that last Thursday, and he actually just finished like minutes before I did. He on. get it? He got it. Yeah, he broke the men's record by like seven and a half-ish hours. Um, and we, Matt and I, went out there Friday night. I since I couldn't volunteer myself to pace, I volunteered Matt to pace him. <laughs> first segment. And so I was like crewing it, kind of dropping that off and then picking that up. We did very small segment of the whole trail, but it was cool to go out there and get to see him. Um, very like, it's just interesting to get to see other people doing things like that and to see like their sleep strategies and how they react when they're like really tired and things like that. I mean, um, it was also was it very different. Cool. How is it different than what you did? Well, and I don't know if this is just a matter of personalities, but I feel like I'm much more like coherent (laughs) throughout the process, um, or like animated, but I also create a situation where like my crew is family and friends, you know, like I know the people out there with me and it's like very, you know, like I, I, I don't know. I try to make it fun for everyone involved and like people know each other and whatever. John actually had a very unique situation where he kind of rallied a lot of people, he did like a call out on social media and like got random people and like plugged them into the puzzle pieces that he needed for his crew, which could have been a disaster, but obviously it wasn't for John. And these people like totally rose to the occasion. Many of them had no idea what they got themselves into before they showed up to help. And it was, that part of it was very inspiring to see people literally rise to the occasion once they realized like, oh, John's not carrying everything. And I am like now solely responsible for this man getting the record, right? Like and I have to keep up with him and carry water for him. Like, um, and people pulled it off. I mean, they, yeah, they pulled it off and it was, it was cool to see. Um, and I think he is going to be a very tired human for the few days. Cause he was very tired when we saw him on Friday. So, um, I think, yeah, he had to dig pretty deep for that, but it's cool. And then there's a woman, um, Shelby Farrell, she's announced that she'll be going for it in a month. So, um, it's like, I just, I love watching that happen and that unroll. I like,
2: yeah. Do you now get like DMS from people being like, I'm going
1: for your record? No, Shelby. I just stumbled upon on her social media, like pop. Aren't they supposed to tell you? Yeah. I mean, she should Right at some point I would assume she like, she will, but, um, but yeah, she's definitely like very, very much on social media. So it's easy to it was easy to like, I don't know how it popped it on mine, but um she had the algorithms like sending it yeah. to you do more work for you. Yeah, the algorithm knew. Um, but so that was happening, and then there was some racing going on this weekend, which was interesting. But the highlight, well, I don't know if I think there were several highlights, I guess, but I was very excited to see that Feisty Media's Sarah True one Ironman Frankfurt. So I was, I was pumped to see when her Strava came up in the couple days before the race that with like a shakeout run in Frankfurt. I was like, Oh yeah, Sarah's going to race. And so it was very cool to see her pop up as the winner, there. co-host of the, if we were writing podcast on, on our iron women podcast, the same feed, everyone's probably just bouncing back and forth between Sarah true and our voices all the time.
2: Yeah, no. Great. I know she said she didn't need redemption and, but you know, it still was, it was fun for those of us who had watched a race there before to see her get that win and, um, and Sky Monch, another American in second place. So I was like, wow, Americans doing well in Germany this week. And, um, another race, I guess it happened previous weekend, but we didn't talk about it. But, um, when you brought up Barkley, your Barkley compatriot, Courtney Dewalter at Western States. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yes. Breaking the record by more than an hour I was like whoa
1: <laughs> yeah that was really fun to watch her and then Katie Shied. Katie lives in France now but um grew up kind of in New England and she was she's like a fixture well-known person in the White Mountains um and so she won the ultra trail the Mont Blanc last year um and so her and Courtney are both like these huge American favorites for ultra running and It was finally like we, we like as fans of the sport, we're like, oh, someone might be able to like rival Courtney for something, you know? So it was really exciting to get to see them line up at Western States. And they were really together through the first like quarter of the race, which was very exciting. And then there was some separation, but huge. Yeah. I mean, huge to see that from Courtney. I think no one's really surprised with what she can do these days, but it's just continues to impress and is really cool. And this is, I should have written out the data for it better, but basically, this year got me looking at like, so in 2009, I believe I ran Western States and I was the 21st female Haley 21st, which like That's sounds good. really good. Right. It is in a time good. of like 28, like a high 28 hours, right. Like not very fast. And so I looked now, and I think within the last like two or three years, 21st place is now like under 24 hours. Um, so that was like very cool to see just the clear progression of what women are now doing in ultra running. So, um, so fun. I, think,
2: I think I read Courtney's time, it was like 1529, was five minutes faster than Killian Jornet's men's winning time in 2011. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I mean, it's, I know, okay, I do know that on a course like that, conditions, I like year to year conditions, like yeah, yeah, and temperature yeah. is going to vary things. So, it's not exactly like a one-to-one comparison, but, but still, still really incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, and really cool.
2: That other record setting performance that weekend, um, Daniela Reef in wrote slash Roth in Germany, the other race in Germany. Um, I will say when I woke up that morning in Coeur d'Alene, I think I I saw on social media that she had gone a 422 <laughs> bike split. And um, I did. Th- so I happened during my race, I happened to be looking at like my bike computer when I hit 422. And I was at mile like 95 or 96. And I was like, oh, if I was Daniela Reef, I'd be done. I was a little jealous of her in that moment.
1: And if you were in <laughs> Road, Roads, I think has a little bit less climb. I don't, I guess I don't know that for sure, but in my head, Road has less climbing than Coeur has. I mean, I
2: hope so. <laughs>
1: But, um, but
2: yeah, I mean, it's just incredible, incredible performances, um, in women's sports recently. I'm sure we're forgetting a few, but it's, it's an exciting time to be out there. So thanks for the inspiration from all those women that I'm like, I feel like I kind of know tangentially through, I'm like Alyssa Rand Barkley with Courtney and then Heather Jackson. We didn't mention Heather Jackson, weather Western States. Mm. I saw the picture Mm -hmm. of her ankle um, unfortunately she didn't finish. It looks really pretty bad. So hopefully her recovery as well. I just was excited to see, you know, that's someone I feel like I know a little bit better, um, out there racing. And I, I did want to see like, how does, how is Heather stacking up with these like big names to ultra running? She's done pretty well. Um, and it's fun to see her athletes like Heather and Alison Baca from the world championships a few weeks ago, who we know from triathlon, like continuing to have these professional careers in sports beyond triathlon and i think that's just really really cool too
1: yeah definitely and heather was in the mix of the top 10 um, until she she did drop so i think it's very promising for her for going forward i'm sure it won't be um too long before she has another golden ticket to get back to western states Yeah. But
2: fun, fun time to like, uh, be recovering and just following some racing. I will say, yeah, it's a little more fun when you're recovering than like, and meet like when I'm actually racing that same weekend, I'm like, ah, it's like, but it's like, you feel like you're part of this community and that part's fun. But, um, but the post post, uh, race recovery race watching is one of my favorites. So thank
1: you. Thank you for all the entertainment. And Haley, our mailbag this week is empty. So, everyone, if you want to take the time to send us a question, please do at ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. And then,
2: but we do have a really good interview for you this week. We are talking to Mariana Andrade, and Mariana is a Brazilian pro tri- uh, athlete. She lives in Florianopolis, which is the host city for Ironman Brazil. So Mariana actually started racing triathlon as a teenager, and she went pro when she was still pretty young. I think she raised Ironman Brazil as a pro way back in 2009, and she was a fixture of pretty much every race in Floripa for more than a decade, and then she decided to take a five-year break from Ironman racing. So during that time, she focused on her health, she grew her coaching business, and this year she decided she wanted to return to the race, and she returned with a bang and finished second, which was her best pro Ironman finish and her first pro Kona qualification. So Mariana tells us about her background in the sport, more about why she took that break from racing and what are, what brought her back to the start line and her best ever finish. We'll have that conversation right after the break.
0: Hi, Mariana. Welcome to the Iron Women podcast. Hello, Haley. Hello, Alisa. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Thank you. Congratulations on your second place finish at Ironman Brazil a few weeks ago. This race is in your hometown of Florianopolis, And I can only imagine what it felt like for you as you were running down those those final kilometers and across the finish line and that feeling of placing second in your hometown. What did it feel like to
0: you? Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, it was a special day for me because I... My, the first Ironman that I, race that I saw was here and in 2001. And, and the, the year after, uh, I started to training triathlon. So it was like a dream come, coming true. Uh, do what I love uh, with my family, my friends, everybody cheering. Uh, I was so excited to, to do. finally got my top three here.
1: And Mariana, Race day looked very rainy, windy, and maybe
0: even cold, right? So how did you manage those conditions? The first thing I think I, that, that, that I think it's important is, is your mindset. And I the, my mindset before the race and during the race was so good. Uh, before the uh, One day before, I saw the forecast and saw the, the windy, rainy conditions, and I just prepared my, my mind. To to this to this condition, so uh, when I start the the bike was so hard. The windy was really strong, uh, even more strong that we use it to train here. Uh, lots of gusts. Uh, for me, it was the worst part uh, uh, part of the the race. The windy and uh, the rain. You you just need to be more focused and the to uh, have no falls and damage. So for me, it was uh, the the windy day, uh was the, the hardest part of the, the bike. And I was no, was no cold for me. As I go to run with the top, that was okay. I have a little fat, 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 fat mess, so it's okay for me.
2: I'm with you on that, running in the, the sports bra only. I mean, it would have to be very, very cold for me to, like,
0: want to wear sleeves on the run. <laughs> um, it's a good and look. So- yeah, because I, I I live here, so I'm used to this. that uh, was maybe 15 or uh, 18 degrees for me is okay, but people that were of north of the count of the Brazil, uh, nordeste, Rio de Janeiro, they felt really really cold. Right,
2: it's all all perspective. Uh, yeah, Mari, this was your first Ironman in five years. I mean, you mentioned you've been in the sport for more than two decades.
0: Why did you decide to take a break and why did you decide to come back? Okay, it's a, it's a big history. Uh, my last race, Ironman race, was in 2017 and the first one was uh, in 2007. Oh, in 10 years, I did uh, 14 Ironman races, but I started too young. I have 20 years and it was a great, crazy story. I uh, I earned a lot of I remember Brazil, 2007, one month before before the race. So I had no training. I did the race, was, was great. But since that I carried a lot of uh, lower back pain, hip pain, and started to be chronic after the years. So in the last uh, years uh, from 2014, uh, 15, I was suffering a lot of this with this pain. So was not uh, having fun anymore. Was not good. Um, I went to the race uh, insecure. Should, uh, I didn't know what I will, how I, was, uh, I will feel. So was not fun, and I, I think I need to to be back, to improve my health and be happy again. So I, I just did a this five years break, but uh, I I was not uh, doing nothing. I was running a little bit swimming a little bit and cycling a lot so in the last two years i competed in cycling and it was so fun and and then i decided I, I need more uh, maybe it's time to go back to uh, finish my uh, unfinished business in ironman i, I really want to uh, to know to to find where, where i can go and to to do it again did you do specific
1: things in the last few years since 2017 for like your lower back and your hips and like yeah, special yeah. strength work and and things like that because i do find i think especially for women you know getting onto the time trial bike is really is really hard right so is yeah. there anything that you've learned that you keep in your routine now that you can share
0: yeah yeah uh i went to a clinic they it's like a post surgery of hip so I, I was there with a lot of old guys and doing my physio, but it was so, so good for me. And then I went to another uh, uh, osteopathic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leandro. So I have a, a great team in the last five years uh, helping me to, to find my balance, to uh, strengthen my core. And then uh, I, I have my, my pains here. But I, now I have the, a good mindset to know what I do in any conditions, you know. I have a, like a routine that I do before I go to training, before running, before biking. So I, I, I'm feeling good training now nowadays. How did it feel
2: to be on an Ironman start line after five years? Were you,
0: were you nervous? Were you excited? No, did no. you feel no pressure? no pressure it was the best sensation uh, i was just light, uh, happy so happy and i did what i could in the in this seven month preparation i did my best and, and i think uh, that five years with, with no uh, no triathlon uh, make me me more ma- ma- mature about that i i was just going for fun to do what i could and was so happy It was it was, it was good
1: and in your race recap on Instagram, you mentioned feeling a little bit down when Pamela Oliveira and Laura Siddle were pulling away from you on the bike, which is normally our strongest part of the race, but yeah. you kept yourself going and you've, you know, mentioned now, I think our listeners will pick up on that keyword of mindset, right? So what were yeah. you telling yourself? What was your mindset on the bike to keep you
0: going? The first thing I, I need Pamela and Laura. They were the favorites, and they are on a, another level. So I respect them a lot. And when when Laura passed me so fast, and, and I think, okay, go Laura, do your race, and I, I will stay doing my race, uh, doing my best. So I I try to focus on the power that I I had to talk it with my coach, uh, the power and to the the, uh, the conditions were really uh, the weather condition eh, were really really. Uh, I'm challenging so challenging uh, yeah so I, I was just trying to focus on my nutrition each pedal stroke and to be positive and I, and then i saw that the other girls they were i, I have, i had earned some time maybe 10 or 20 uh, 10 or 12 minutes so i thought oh they are really strong i will do my best and fight for a top three I Was that yeah. Second place. I mean, Laura,
2: unfortunately did crash. So you yes. ended up, you know, and in second place, I don't know if you, did you know
0: you were in second when you came off the bike? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, when I did the turnaround to 90 K people uh, said uh, I was second. And and then I realized that a girl that I passed in the finish of the uh, maybe 85 K. I thought, I saw a helmet, but I didn't realize it was Laura. And then when I did the 90k, they said second, and I, 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 I just, uh, uh, I just tried to maintain my pace, my, uh, the rhythm, to because I know Pamela was maybe 10 minutes be, uh, in front of me, and the other girls 10 or 12 behind. So I did, I just my best to go to run with the fresh legs as I could. Yeah, you were really by yourself,
2: but, you know, Ironman, anything can happen. So, yeah. uh, but when you did finish second, uh, that meant you qualified for the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii. Will this be your first trip to Hawaii?
0: No, I I went to Tamshu Hawaii. Okay. The first one was 20 years ago. I I I, I was uh, 16, 16, just a kid, and my coach... Uh, that time she uh, Vanusa Maciel, she qualified for the first time to Hawaii, and I w- went with her uh, just to do stuff, help her. And now, 20 years ago, I I'm just qualifying. In 2005, I competed in Honolulu uh, in a ITU age group uh, world championships. But it okay. will be my first time racing in Kona. I'm so excited. Yeah. What? How do you feel about
2: representing Brazil in this? all women's race that's going to happen in october
0: uh always been my dream to compete in kona that that time i was just thinking in doing my best doing a great race and was not was not thinking about kona and when i realized uh i re- i was qualified and was in the last 5k i i, I thought oh now it's my time. Enjoy, and you you go to Kona. So it's like a, it's like a dream. I I'm realizing it, and it will be a pleasure to compete with my idols of sports. Uh, really, it will be a, a really good experience. I'm excited to hear what you think. Like 20
2: years later, how much has changed?
0: Another, <laughs> Another island, maybe. Time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, you've talked about how when you started racing triathlon, you were quite young, you know? And so I think it was, you were a teenager when you first started. Yeah, right. That's so young, right? And now you're having some of your best results in your mid thirties. So do you have advice for people who want to have a long career in sport or, you know, maybe even advice for people who gave sport up because they thought they were in too much pain and like, it was just, you know, it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so
0: yeah, I guess what would you say to those people? Uh, the first thing uh, is love what you do. You need to love it uh, and having a balance between the your family and training and work. I think it's so important uh, have discipline and maybe surround uh, the, uh, by people that lift you up, uh, as a coach and ph- physiotherapist and gym, uh, so you you build a strong team that believes in you and uh, maybe uh, I, I think that's it and do your best every day. Man. So you also it.
2: coach. You coach a very large team of athletes based in Florianopolis, and uh, I am curious: did you have a lot of athletes racing with you and cheering you on at Ironman Brazil?
0: this time i had uh, just two two boys doing the ironman with me and i thought oh so i have a, a bigger cheer uh, this, this 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 year and had my uh, the, during the whole day was raining and the athletes are uh, around all the course and my family my friends was so special uh, they really makes you go stronger and faster uh, it was it was so nice to have them because I always want to be an example for, for them. So I think this, this time I did my, my job. Yeah. How did your two athletes do? Oh, they went really well. One of the guys, they decided to compete two weeks before. I was like crazy. And now I, I earn a, a slot. So I, I um, and he, he asked me to do the race. I said, eh, maybe we will we'll be not so nice. And, but oh, anyway, he went and started and did a great race. <laughs> it was nice. Oh man, two weeks! Yeah, you
1: can't really do much in that amount of time,
0: other than no, yeah. I but guess, he was get he your gear the, ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he did the Ironman 7.3, uh, one month before, so he was training oh, well. It was not so so bad. Oh, that's fun. And um, I think that you
1: you do a lot of in person training sessions with your team in and around Florianopolis, so. How do you manage that, the juggle between your own training and then the coaching and those training sessions?
0: Uh-huh. I, I, I think that the, the this preparation I, it was, it was so nice. I can separate the, the things. So actually, I do 90% of my work is online. So in the training peaks, WhatsApp, uh, and I had Juliana as a, an a, a assistant coach. She helped me a lot in the personal training. So I, I'm not going to outdoor uh, uh, for doing training with my athletes uh, maybe two or three times a week. So I, I have a flexible routine to do my training and work as well, it was nice. And, uh, but but uh, of course I always uh, invite my athletes to train with me to have fun, that, that's great too.
2: I remember seeing a lot of your team when I've raced in Florianopolis. I think a few, some of them cheer for me too, which I really appreciated. You have a a strong cheer group, even when I'm not Brazilian, I I feel the cheers. (laughs) They they love you, Uh, Haley, you need to come back again. I know, it has been too long, Um, but Um, you are, you're headed into winter in Brazil right now. And I was curious, how does your training change this time of year, especially knowing you have Kona on the horizon? Will you take
0: a break? Yeah, yeah, nowadays, uh, today, uh, for example, is uh, 13 degrees Celsius. It's cold, but it's not so cold. But I have no problem doing turbo training, and I love to go to treadmill. So I, I do a lot of indoor training, too. And we have a sa- sauna. I don't know. Yeah. In English, it's sauna. Yeah. yeah. In my, I have a sauna in my building. So I will do a lot of sauna. And my coach is now, he is just uh, planning. My Ironman uh, preparation, and I don't know how, uh, how it will be because I've just finished the race. I'm recovering, but maybe I need to go to warm weathers and I will go to Kona two weeks before the race.
1: Okay, that's smart. And what about, what about races? Are you planning, you know, have you sat down with your coach yet
0: to plan what you'll be racing between now and Kona? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Brazil, uh, unfortunately, we have no pro races in 7.3 just the are full. so i need um, we have a uh, 7.3 manta in, in ecuador in july i'm planning to go to the to do the race and then on this sunday i will compete in brazil iron cruz is the name of the race it's like a middle distance race here hmm. i don't know what i uh, how I'm just three weeks off Ironman Brazil. I'm recovering, but I, I'm going to the race because they are really supporting the pro triathletes. Uh, so it will be a nice experience to be there. Well, best Mariana, of luck. Oh, well, okay. I
1: have, sorry, I have one more question too before we completely stop talking about Ironman Brazil because I was enthralled by the podium like setup and all of the podium prizes and the gifts that you get for being on the podium at Ironman Brazil. It seems so special. So it seemed like everyone there, um, you know, one of my friends, Alex Watt, who was in third. Um, I was watching all the bags and haven't had a chance yet to, to talk to her. So what is in all of those bags of goodies that you all are getting?
0: Yeah, the, the, all my family was there, my friends, my athletes. I, I felt like I won the race. Sorry, <laughs> Pamela. So it was really nice. I, I, I met her, uh, your friend in just in the uh, before the podium she's really happy to go to Kona too but it's, it's the only race that we have here unfortunately it and is, one of the bags had like Panasonic
1: or they was Panasonic giving you gifts uh, or like what was in what was in that like one, one?
0: Uh, electric toothbrush oh. uh, coffee and <laughs> uh, things like that you know <laughs> <It's> funny <laughs> those I mean, are some uh, good gifts. yeah brush teeth is like shoes
1: first thing you want to do after an Ironman yeah. actually I feel like so that's a pretty good gift <laughs> yeah, yeah that is uh, a good well, gift
2: well, nice. um yeah. I got a pair of shoes once, and I think they were not like the correct size and I think I could have exchanged them but instead I think I gave them to Ana Lydia they like fit uh-huh.
0: her <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah because that time Mizuno was the main sponsor of the race okay. during years and we always got to have say, Mizuno tennis shoes in the podium was nice. Yeah, it, they were nice shoes.
2: They were definitely yeah. nice shoes. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited for you to race this weekend. I mean, sometimes those races that come, you know, three weeks after an Ironman, you're still like really fit. Um, And then you're and it's like shorter, right? So you're like, OK, it's short. And I think you'll have a great race this weekend. So I I, I wish you the best of luck this weekend and in Manta and in your uh, prep for Hawaii hopefully
0: hopefully we'll see you there yeah yeah thank you Haley. Uh, I'm excited to to go to Hawaii and I'm uh, I, I hope to have uh, fast legs on this weekend because it is a maybe three-hour race so I, I was not training for that but it'll be nice I will enjoy the the process and see you in Kona hope to be, to see you there to some swimming lessons with you Yeah, you can trade me some, uh, some piperineas
2: for (laughs) post-race.
1: Bye. Thanks so much to Mariana for chatting with us. We look forward to following her in the Ironman world championships in Kona alongside our favorite co-host, Haley Chura, who will be at the Ironman World Championships. In I don't Kota. know if I said I just, that. Yeah. I did I say that intro, I took the slot? I did the intro, take the slot. Yeah. It's like hitting me now that we did discuss that Sharon took her spot and you um, qualified for one of the, there were two spots for female pros or three? There were three. three. Okay. Yeah. And so you had one, um, and I, all I care about is you on the podium. Mel McQuaid also got one, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. 50 years old. I think she's like the oldest person to qualify. Natasha Badman raced at 50, but I think Mel's like the oldest qualifying. um, I I mean, maybe woman or man. I don't know if any 50 year old man has gotten a qualify has actually gotten a slot, but yeah. And I think this is Mel's first time. So
1: very, cool. very exciting. Yeah. Very cool. And of course, Jody Robertson. Um, I'm assuming she took her spot yes. winning, winning the day. Okay. She well, did. so three more great women added to the women's only field at Ironman world championships in Kona in October. So very exciting. And Haley, I hope you continue. I hope your car comes back to you soon. Um, and then you can the bike commuting, isn't bad. Yeah, the bike commuting I know, is good but for me. still, It's nice to like, not have that hanging over your head when you're like trying to relax. And then, yeah, I imagine pretty soon you'll be getting, getting back in the swing of things, but enjoy it while you can with the recovery. I will. I hope you, win. Uh you find more money, you feel free to send some of that my way. <laughs> Bye Haley.
2: You've been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Feisty Media and is edited by Lydia Russell and produced by Ellen Atitian. Head to livefeisty.com to find more podcasts, stories, and fresh perspectives. Thanks for listening.